Via Hemp, let's talk about it. Via Hemp offers THC and non-TH craft cannabis experiences. Now, I love a non-THC option when it comes to your overall wellness. I'm talking sleep aid, maybe anxiety if you have that. Well, that's where Via comes into play. And did you know even a non-THC option if you're doing fertility or IVF can be helpful? Look into that. Well, Via is incredible. You got to be 21 plus. You can get 15% off with my exclusive code TSFS when you go to viahemp, V-I-I-A, hemp.com. They have all kinds of lifestyle products. And like I said, the best part is with the THC or without, so you don't have the buzzy buzzy. Don't you love my cannabis lingo? I mean, the buzzy buzzy. Anyway, I'm unique. What can I say? Look, order now. You're going to love Via Hemp. Use the code TSFS to receive 15% off and a one-time free sample of their award-winning gummies, 21 plus. That's viahemp.com and use the code TSFS at checkout. Support the show. Tell them I sent you and enhance your everyday life with Via Hemp. Summer is almost here. Don't you want to go to the beach with thicker, gorgeous, beautiful locks and everyone goes, hey, I love your hair. And you go, Nutrafol, baby. You know, something along that lines. Well, take the first step to visibly thicker, healthier hair. For a limited time, Nutrafol is offering my listeners $10 off your first month subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com and you enter the promo code TSFS. Find out why over 4,500 healthcare professionals and hairstylists recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. I recommend it. I've been taking Nutrafol for years. It's how I got my hair back thicker and not falling out in chunks after I had KJ. Now it's your turn. Nutrafol has been on with me for years, and that's because you all continue to buy, and it really works. I love it. Now it's your turn to love it too. Nutrafol.com, spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com with the promo code T-S-F-S. That's Nutrafol.com with the promo code T-S-F-S. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com tech. <laughs> Oh, he's here. Okay. It's a podcast, hey. not a cast pod. Hey, every day she'll make you say, oh, oh, my my God. God. oh my God. She got the scoop hey. on pop culture news. So grab a drink. It ain't what you think. It's Sarah and the crew. You guys, Paul Warden is here. Hey. You can hold. He is back. Oh, my God. People, I told you this. What happened? People get so damn mad at me. They're like, where's Paul? You don't show up for one day or you don't, your ass doesn't call in. I get all these messages. Oh, you better not have gotten rid of Paul. Thank I'm God like, for the people. Thank you, people, for holding me down. Yes, I have my shades on today. <laughs> I have my shades. This girl, you ain't right. <laughs> Y'all know it's something. Y'all know I'd be here for y'all if things were right. Okay, that is. She tried it. He's so full of it. I know she tried it. He is so full of it. People email and message me and Twitter me. Like, they're like, you better not have gotten rid of him. Like, I get rid of people. I'm like, what are you talking about? He's always welcome. You have a busy life. 
He's wearing shades, by the way. We're in studio. I'm taking them off now. You are? I don't want to send the wrong message. Okay. Well, I loved it. And you're back in studio. And oh my God, people, like you, you're out for like two seconds and people like lose it. (laughs) You know what? I love those people. Thank you so much. (laughs) Just thank you. I appreciate the love and the support. Yeah, but you're like busy. It's not like me. I'm like, this man is like hairline, TV shows. I'm like, (laughs) guys, he has a life. Like I And my new podcast. And which we'll talk about. Oh my God. I can't wait to hear all about this. I Paul, I'm really excited for you. I think this is gonna be really, really good. And I think it gives you an even bigger outlet to basically like tell all your stories because that's what people love. I got shit to say. And I I opened the podcast. You all know um, it's called Politics. It's going to air this Friday, so two days after this podcast. What's that? The twenty seventh. What is That's Friday? The twenty seventh. Friday the twenty seventh. It'll okay. be available hopefully around noon on wherever all the places you can find it. Apple podcast and I do that's good that you know places. like where it's I don't gonna... get involved in the details <laughs> okay, like that sweetie. I'm talent honey I produced it and I host it but we have a special first guest Vivica A. Fox was on amazing she dished the dirt you know there was a big controversy about she and Phaedra Parks Phaedra taking a picture with 50 Cent Okay. And yeah, tell me this. I don't know this. That, posting that, um, you know, she better not mess around with 50 Cent because he'll have somebody caught up on his strap for 20 years, something like that. Oh. And oh. so that was a direct, like, hit on Vivica because, you know, she's still talking about him 20 years later, but in her book. Okay. In her book. So, I mean, it was kind of a slap in her face. And Vivica posted, then Phaedra uh text Vivica and said, hey, girl, people trying to start some stuff between us. But, you know, it wasn't nothing that I said. Vivica then posted that and then mayhem ensued. It went viral. And my podcast, Politics, is the first place that she told her side of the story. And, honey, she didn't hold one thing back. Oh, well, good. Well, I can't wait. Nope. Are you on mic, Age? Can you? Oh, you're not? Oh, come over to this mic. Is it hard for you to? Because AJ, by the way, is going to edit. And Right now. There we go. Okay, good. How's that? Yeah, yeah, it'll work. Yeah, so because you were there, right, AJ? Yeah, Yeah, I was there. The whole, I mean, first off, you know, Paul comes in style. He brought his whole family, his friends. Okay, this is not true. Okay, you know what? (laughs) How come the black co-host gets accused of having an entourage and being extra? Because I don't know anybody. Like I don't have any. I had people because I do Sarah's hair. I put her lipstick on. (laughs) I I tie her shoe. um, Start the computer up. You know what I mean? So it's just like a one-stop show. But how offensive! The first thing I heard when I was oh yeah, they said you had a big old entourage. That's Listen, bad. I had somebody doing rep. hair, somebody doing, you bring in an A-list Hollywood star, you got to come correct. I understand that. You know I get what I'm that. Saying? I do get that. Yeah. I was not hating on you. And, and then they had not, to have yeah. somebody watching your ass because I don't know where your loyalties lie. You know, she might, oh, I didn't get the audio. Oh, shit. Oh, man, I didn't push go. That is so not Oh, true. she's on a plane back to L.A. Oh, uh-huh. I had somebody watching your ass. That was his job. Makai was there doing that. All right. I don't really. I'm not even going to say anything about Mikhail. <laughs> He'll come for me with this British agent. Yeah, he does. Uh, he something? likes you. Yeah, he's uh, great. I don't really know, but he's like, now what are you doing quite right now? Is it. Are you, are you pressing record? I'm like, I'm sorry. Can I, can I do my job? <laughs> That's right. He don't play. But, so, okay. So, Viv is on, is like one of so the guests who's spilling all. Viv is on. You know, I have a co host. I have a new co host named Stacey Rush. Did you know this? Uh, yes, I think so because I, I think I've met her. You met her at my Emmy party. Yes, that's right. Okay, party. okay, got it. So t- who is Stacy? So Stacy was my neighbor when I lived on New York Avenue. I met her years ago. This is maybe in 2009. And I would see this fabulous, this gorgeous model-looking woman. I said, oh my gosh, she's so beautiful. Walking by in her little yoga gear. She used to teach yoga at the White House. 
oh, in the Obama years. Okay, okay. And her husband is fabulous, and, and they're amazing. They moved out to the suburbs. He's an executive at Audi. Okay. And now she had a daughter. And she's just amazing. She's from Detroit, but she's traveled the world. So she's got like a very worldly outlook, but she'll also like cut you. Best of both worlds. Okay. Best of both worlds. She's a yogi with like a little Detroit in her. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) Detroit. So we really enjoy talking to each other. And um, I just, I think we're going to have a good time. So, what is the premise of the show going to be? Is it interviews? Is it more of your life? Tell us like what we can expect. Yeah. You can expect to hear, of course, I, I, I open the show by saying, look, I don't go to therapy. This podcast is my therapy. Okay. Yeah, yeah, so you always said that. Yeah, politics is really all about us really finding something that unifies us, you know, in the stories and, and sharing some of our experiences. And people say, oh, hey, that happens to me, too. I was wondering, you know, what that would be like, what his perspective is on that. So I just think that having a mother and a wife on there, having me on there and, you know, my crazy dating life and career moves and. All the stuff oh, that yeah. I go through. Oh, yeah, you never have a dull moment. There's a no- lot going on in my head. Yeah. I need to get that shit out. So it's kind of, yeah, so you're going to cover a variety of topics. Cover a variety of topics. Not so much pop culture, but we will introduce a hot topic in every episode that has something to do with what is going on with us. For instance, I will tell you, the first hot topic that we introduced, I was recently in the Hamptons. You know about okay, that Okay, yeah, sure. I ran into the husband of an old friend of mine. My friend was diagnosed with dementia back in 2014. Mm. I run into the husband and the husband is with another woman. Oh, wow. And the other woman says, oh, well, you know, I know you know the wife, but you know, I put a smile back on his face. You what? Oh shit, you put a smile back on his face. What? My my friend hasn't passed away, has she? No, no, she's at home. She she's at home. Okay, well, where's your house? Oh, I stay with them. You stay with them. Does she know what the relationship? Probably not. No, she doesn't. So she thinks she's just a pretty woman. That's their friend. But she one thing that my friend knows, even though wow, she can't that's a good topic. Much of anything, she knows her husband. She loves the hell out of her husband. So two days later, after digesting that, I ran into them at a vineyard, and I walked my friend around the vineyard and. Just had a real deep moment. And I got to see them all together. And, and it was just a really tough to reconcile. Oh, yeah, that's friend, a hard one. If you're loyal to your friend and your friend doesn't have the mental capacity to know what is going on under her own roof, do you call the husband out? Do you just step back? Do you tell the woman, the new woman, to respect the wife more and don't treat her like a 13-year-old, which she was, smacking her hand and... Telling her to sit down and oh, she no, spilled really? something on her. She spilled some barbecue on herself. So I took the food away. I said, oh, shit. OK, well, that seems like I don't like that. That woman seems like she has a lot of attitude towards the well, woman that has dementia. And, and that I'll seems tell you, odd. In my, in, in my friend's husband at one point said, um, you know, my wife. Keep going. I just need AJ to grab my computer charger. Yeah, no problem. Gra- Sorry, honey. Keep going. Sorry. At one point, my friend's husband said, you know, my wife is the sweetest, kindest, most gentle person. And the new woman smacked his hand. Really? He said, excuse me. Okay, well, it sounds like there's some stuff going on there. And that other woman is there for some other reasons. The other woman is there for some reasons. And then the final piece of the puzzle, and you can see the fallout and you can hear what Vivica has to say and what Stacey has to say because Vivica's a black woman and Stacey's a black woman. My friend's black, her husband's black, and the new woman's white. Oh, wow. So it's like a whole dynamic. I mean, yeah. You know, it's definitely something to be said about that. So 
that's a hot topic of politics. Tune in this Friday. It's plugged into the wall. Um, Okay, I can't wait. I think it's going to be so good (laughs) this Friday. So it's going to be out on iTunes. Um, You're going to distribute through Lipson. So then they put it on SoundCloud. They put it on Google Play. They put it everywhere. And we'll also have the web series up. So the web series will be on my Facebook. It'll also be on YouTube. I'm going to put it up on my YouTube channel. Paul Warden. Paul Warden. Mm -hmm. Okay, great. Well, we can't wait. I can't wait. Welcome to the official podcasting game. And people have been very excited about this. (laughs) I can't wait. I I know. They've been looking forward to. To have you know to you having your own show and doing it. I'm excited. It. So I have some celebrity guest friends that are going to be coming on. I've got some really interesting ones lined up. I've got a great one that is a therapist, a famous therapist that's going to help me work through my Michael issue. Okay, I was going to ask show. you that one other thing. So, yeah. so because in starting this show before we went live, I was telling you that I get you know when you're not here, I get messages. <laughs> What's going on with Paul? And but I did recently get a message from a woman who said, "Hey, we haven't heard about Michael recently. Yeah. Is there an update? Is Paul going to see him? So, what can you tell? Like, can you tease what you're going to talk about about Michael for on Friday?" Yeah, well, this Friday, I don't really talk about Michael, but okay. um, a future episode, uh, we are going to, and it's going to be politics on payday, so every other Friday. <laughs> oh, that's perfect. Whenever you get paid, honey, turn me on, because I don't want to catch you on the off week. Because <laughs> I got things I mean? to sell you. <laughs> <laughs> right. right, I need you to buy my book. I need you to buy a ticket to our live show. Yeah, skincare, the <laughs> whole skincare, deal. We got shit to sell. But no, I want to catch people when they're feeling good, honey. Oh, Friday at 12 noon. Payday. I freaking love it. They can go have it. a good boozy lunch. Oh my God, that's perfect. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, we are so looking forward to it. Me too. Um, we have a lot to talk about, too, on this show. We've got a guest. I'm dying to interview her. She wrote a book, and it's called The Millennials Playbook. Erica Pierce is here. Love and it. she talks about, in this book, really, a lot of millennials listen to this podcast. So she really talks about the biggest struggles that millennials are facing today and moving forward and gives actionable advice. Nice. Yes. Everything from, like, how, you know, she says every millennial, no matter what industry you're in, needs a brand. So can so we I Take that some of this advice. Are you a millennial? Yes. Okay. See, I'm right behind. I'm. I'm like. I'm. I don't know. I actually think I'm borderline I'm too. Not in that mix. <laughs> but I always lie and say I am, and then everyone emails me about that. You're not a millennial, Sarah. <laughs> Stop telling you? everybody. Be real. What I'm, are you I'm apparently Oregon Trail. So you're in between Generation oh, wow. X. I don't okay. Know. I think I qualify as a millennial. I think it's anywhere from. Well, actually, you know what? We'll, okay, ask, we'll ask Erica. Her. We'll yeah. ask her, yeah, if I'm so in I want to know if I can use any of this advice. I'm sure we can, but I think you've mastered a lot of it because oh. it sounds like having a brand, but um, also like not being too sensitive. And, you know, those yeah. things are hard. I feel like we all You got to be magnanimous, even when you know you're right. You still have to show up. You've got to come through people. You can't let anybody take anything from you that rightfully belongs to you. Do you want to elaborate or? <laughs> just kidding. I don't just think kidding. you want me to. <laughs> I do. Tune I know, um, Okay, we also got to talk about, th- there's a new term, thin privilege. Ooh. Any guesses what thin privilege is? By the way, this concept was done, and I'll tell you why this matters, okay. by a black woman on Twitter. But but this is people are very upset about this. Okay, I guess the um, thin people feeling like they have the right to uh, live their best life over someone else. You're close. Close. You're very close. Okay. Okay. We'll talk about that. Then you saw in Egypt all these bones and everything, and I want to know because you are sort of the fountain of youth. Oh. A lot of people are petitioning to drink this mummy water, so it preserves them. I want to know if you're going to sign this petition or not. There's other things you can you can do to yourself to preserve. (laughs) 
And then also, okay, this is the other thing too that I want to ask Erica about. In um in England at Bath University, professors are being told to stop using the saying "as you know," because young people, it's being very offensive to young people, assuming that you know everything when you don't. Do you think when people go, "Hey, Paul, as you know," right. like, do you ever feel like, "Oh, I really don't. Well, I'm afraid to ask the question." I had an acting coach um, in New York City. <laughs> I want to see you act used so to say, bad. Do you know? After, you know, do you know? And then I started saying, do you know? And it took me 10 years to shake that shit. It was like, I would say something and I'd say, do you know? Do you know? It was so annoying, I'm sure, to everybody that was around me. What? So, okay, okay. Like, so like, She used to say, like, do you know? And you'd have to say, mm-hmm. But <laughs> I think that that's better, actually, you know, uh, what do the guys say? What do they say? As you know? As you know. So this university is getting rid of as you know, because they claim that that basically makes kids, it's harder for them to ask questions. Well, like when, when you're having conversations with someone and they say, do you know? And then they say such and such, like, do you know uh, Theodore Rosengart of the 16th huh? century? What the fuck? And then you're like, mm-hmm, and then they, they quiz you on it, you know? It's just like, no. See, how can you say no every time? Do you know um, John Schmitz and Snyzer? I don't go out the, much. Uh, <laughs> you know, you're like, no, I don't. Well, do you know such and such? No, I don't know that either. Actually, stop asking me questions. I gotta go. Gotta go. This is over. Yeah, this is over. Well, we'll get into all that. We gotta thank our sponsors, Mervis Diamond. We love them, MervisDiamond.com. Paul's wearing one of their beautiful pieces. Engagement rings, summer is a perfect time. A lot of people are getting engaged coming up in the month of August. They were named by the Knot.com 2018 best place to get an engagement ring in D.C., Maryland, Virginia. I concur. Uh, not only that, but you know what? You don't have to be getting engaged. They no. have beautiful push gifts. If you, maybe you just had a baby, yeah. if you want maybe that, you didn't. just go get yourself something. Go get yourself something. Beautiful diamonds, yeah. all price ranges. MervisDiamond.com. They got locations: K Street, yeah. K Street, Rockville, Tyson's. Whole thing. Uh, yeah, check them out. MervisDiamond.com. Also, BioClarity is our first skincare line. Oh God, this is probably going to be a conflict between oh, you and. Tell me all about it. Okay, well, you know what? Actually, maybe you'll take some of these secrets. <laughs> uh, BioClarity is an all-natural brand, three-step skincare routine that's 100% vegan plus gluten and cruelty-free. BioClarity is delivered straight to you and is super easy to use. I just started using it. How does my skin look? Am I looking younger, millennial? It looks nice. That is so shitty. How much did they pay? You're like, what? Slip it to me on a napkin under the table. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Get started on healthier habits with your skincare. You can go to bioclarity.com. Of course, listeners to the Hey Fresh podcast get their first month for 50% off. A routine plus shipping is free. And it comes with a 100% risk-free money-back guarantee. But you need to enter the code FRASE, F-R-A-S-E, and bioclarity.com, enter FRASE. Now, they have two different routines. One is for oily, a combination of oily or breakout-prone skin, and the other one is for normal to dry. I do have extremely dry so i use the cleanse restore hydrate and i use a lot of it florox um, from chlorophyll is their secret ingredient it contains hydrating plant extracts like chamomile green tea cucumber licorice root argon oil and shea plus florilux <laughs> you're so shady i love he's so mad he's so mad no i'm not i'm fine <laughs> I don't get between nobody and their cash. Okay. I'm just over here quiet. That is true. You know what? That is true. Bioclarity.com and use uh, code FRAGE for 50% off your first routine. And then tell me how you, I'm going to see, you'll, I'm going to be doing it on my social media. So I want you to know like how you like the routine. I want to see that. Okay, Paul. Um, I want to ask you this because you had seen this on the show prep and you'd asked me about this. So I'm going, Dan informed me that okay. 
Now, let me ask you this. Yeah, okay. Talk, do you think this is like, do you I think I should go? I love to talk about Dan. I you love, do? I love it. People love to talk about that too. Why? The guy was driving me here today and I was like, he was asking me about the podcast and I was like, well, you know, Sarah and I was describing you to him and I was like, cause she's got this boyfriend named Dan and they're thinking about having a baby. They just got approved for a mortgage. Like I was telling your whole oh, yeah, story we did. to we did, this yeah. guy. It's so interesting to me. Really? Why? We're just like a couple. And I feel like, and we're totally opposites. Well, because that's one thing I haven't been able to do successfully is (laughs) have a relationship. So I'm just so interested in how you're keeping this thing going. I'm like, when is it going to crash and burn? (laughs) So you just keep going every day. It just goes on and on. And you just keep like, there's nothing that happens where you come. How, where do you think it goes wrong for you? You've lived with partners before. Why do you think it goes wrong? Yeah. No. Well, you know, I had that one guy that tried to buy me that Porsche and I and I got to the Porsche dealership and I said I wanted a Range Rover. And um, I, I just fucked things up. Uh, I don't know what's wrong with me. So that did it for him? He felt like you were too demanding? Like he was like, that's it? Well, what had happened was <laughs> he's, he begrudging. He said, I don't like Range Rover. I said, but you said you were going to buy it for me. So I, Rosie Perez actually hooked me up with her dealer, okay. her Range Rover dealer in New York City. This is when I was living in New York. So the guy, um, his name, what was his name? Jonathan something. He owned um, uh, Bond Street Restaurant and Republic, the needle, the noodle place okay. on Union Square. Okay. And, Sounds uh, good. Anyway, so. As you know. We went to Range Rover. I picked it out, the car. I put all this extra shit on it. We were supposed to come back and pay the man. I called all my friends to make plans the day I was picking up the car. He was not involved in any of the plans. <laughs> what? That's a problem. Maybe that's the problem. What? That's a problem. I had shit to do. I mapped it out. I was going to drive to Brooklyn. I was going to pick some people up. I was going to come back up the Upper East Side. I was going to come through Midtown, back down to Soho, <laughs> and park my Range Rover in front of Cipriani downtown and flex. I would catch up with him later. But anyway, so I show up at the Range Rover. You know, like just dropped like $95,000 on your car. Wow. No, he didn't. That was the problem. So I show up to pick the car up. The people, because Rosie hooked me up with the guy, he thinks, oh, well, this guy's got something going on. So they don't ask me for a deposit or anything. They put a wooden steering wheel on the car. They put all this extra shit, a ski rack. I don't ski, but I wanted a ski rack. We go to pick the car. I go to pick the car up. I'm meeting him there. He doesn't show up. Oh, my God. Really? He's got me waiting there. They've got a bow on the car. I'm waiting there, sweating. I got to sweat. I got a fresh blowout at Cutler Salon in New York, ready for my day of, you know, Range Rover, you know, exploration. Child, the man didn't show up for three hours. He finally walks in the door and he says, you know, I've been thinking. Instead of this, why don't we just get a bigger apartment together? Fuck the apartment. I can't stand you. You ain't shit. Why do I have to choose between this and that? Do you know what people think? I had a total Charlotte moment. In, when, the, in the dealership? In the dealership. All right. Well, this could be why. Okay. So, you know, I lose my shit. But I'm better now. This was a long time ago. This was like, thir- this was in 2003. Oh my God! But this, but basically, it was hard to get back on track with the relationship. I post say that. things that I can recover from, but they just can never quite pull. Right. <laughs> yes, yes, I think. You know how Charlotte with Harry? How she, you yes. know what people think when they see us together? I yeah. think I hit him with one of those. Ooh, that's you know, hard. Little, little guy, cute guy, but little. But so you guys. So I well, one of my things is I do, I really don't do that. Like I do know Dan is very like um you know he's very quiet. He do, and he and he's very worried about you know he doesn't like to put yeah. any drama out there. I mm-hmm. mean that's why I banned him from listening, right? Mm-hmm. So the the thing I do is when I am gonna lose it on him, I do wait until we're in the car, the two of us, or like by ourselves. Like 
I think it's a new level when you do it with people around. Now, your losing isn't necessarily you going off on him, but you just ask him a lot of questions. Just Oh, no, boom, I've lost boom. it on him. You, you I lost him? it on him. Remember the day that I came in here and I was like, that's it. I am done. Remember because yeah. he'd been working for like two months straight and then decided to go out with his guy friends? Mm-hmm. Like, I had a lose it moment. Like, I was losing yeah. it and telling him those things, too. Yeah. I How did like, you recover from that? I was worried. Um... How did we recover from that? We just seem to always work through things. I feel like we just seem to like always come back to like, okay, what do you want to do? What do you want? I don't know. We just seem to always like talk through it. I love it. I know we do. So anyway, well, let me tell you something. I just speaking of relationships, since we're on this topic, I mean, I've learned a lot and I've come a long way in 15 years about how to deal with people. Now, so I'm going back to the Hamptons this weekend. Okay. I was swiping on my Tinder. In okay. Hampton. Yes. Okay. So I connect with this guy. It's a little old for my taste, but so I'm just going to tell you because. How old is he? 80? This is therapy. No, he said he was 64. So I'm like, damn, it's almost as old as my parents. But he looked really good in the ad. Like I was like, oh, in the ad. Look, I'm shopping. I shop every person. I'll be on Tinder shopping. Oh, look at this ad. This guy looks great. I think I think I'll get this look one. Look at this ad. So, you know, I normally like them around like 35 to 50, maybe 35 to 48 or 50. But he's 64. I said, God, you know, he's in East Hampton, so maybe I should explore it. I yeah, mean, why not? At this point in my life, yes. why not? So we start talking. He gives me his phone number. I put his phone number in Google and it comes up with his full name and his real age. Oh my God, how old is he the really? The motherfucker's 75 years old. <laughs> <laughs> do it, do it. Have you ever had sex with a 75 year old? You've no. got to do it. Do it. Are you, I want to know what it's like. What? Like, do you think, like, maybe he's really limber. I don't know, 75, my God, I'd be worried. Like, do you keep oxygen near the table? Okay. Like, near the. So, since I'm already telling all my business, I'm going to go one step further. I so love I'm this. I'm thinking to myself, oh, damn, 75, lives in East Hampton. He lives also in the city. This might be something that I should, you know, I can give him the best 10 years of his life. Like, hell yes. I'll just this close could it out man. with a bang. You know what I mean? We'll get married. I'll adopt some babies. <gasps> I could you know? see you as a good dad. Yes. And I will show him the best six and a half years of his life. <laughs> so I send him off to sea. You know what I mean? But I'll just take all those houses and shit. But I'll be good to that motherfucker. I'll be good to him. Okay. So the more I dig... Okay. You know, I looked and I found his address and so I was okay, it's cute. There's a little one bedroom uh, in the city, right up from where I used to live. I know the building. Okay. Um, and then he was talking and he says, oh, I rented a, um, it's a studio in East Hampton. A studio <laughs> in East Hampton? You tricked me. You're 75 years old. You're supposed to have a fucking estate. What the fuck I look like going to a goddamn studio with a 75 year old? This could be why you're single. This could be why. Uh-uh. Uh uh-uh. uh, no, but he wait, played me. How much money? How I don't much care money that he does played. he really have to have? Maybe he still has like. I don't care that he played me on his age, but he can't play me on no money now. Wait a minute now. I am not dating a 75 year old living in a studio apartment in East Hampton, and all my friends live in the States. Hell no. It's over. But really? Doesn't that seem like a little shallow though? No, I would date a studio person that's 40. <laughs> okay. But I got to date a 75 year old. You better have some help. Over there, somebody pick me up at the house, bring me to the crib, turn down the beds. Oh my God. 
Is on, Clive Sarah. Davis available? I mean, you really need like. I'd I don't, at him. I don't care what y'all say. We listen to old Whitney songs. <laughs> I know you would. I mean, I'd give him the best four and a half years. Of, <laughs> yeah, no, he's like eighty-two. I'd give in. that motherfucker the best four and a half years of his life. Oh my god, you crack me up. Like, so most people, this is why, like, most people are leading with, like, are they loyal? Are they good to me? Like, are they good to my family? Do they want my parents around? But you, the basis no, is age versus no. studio. Well, listen, at the 75, you got to have it all together by then. If you haven't figured it out by 75. But maybe he still gets, like, a good monthly, you know, even if the guy's making, that like. That means we sleep where we go and eat and we're in the living room together. But How you're still in East Hampton. Okay. Get out of it. No, I, no. Somebody give me an we amen. We don't. Because I'd like to know what the people think that are listening. Eric is giving you an amen. I'm just being honest. You know what? Leave a comment. We're always live on Facebook. 12.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. 9.30 if you're on uh, the West Coast. So it's Sarah Frazier. Go under there. Uh, you can click on leave a message. We're live on the video. Tell Paul what you think. 75. Should you have him more together than a studio apartment in East Hampton? I think that's pretty good. I think that's like, no, but is this him? Oh, he's handsome. Handsome, Oh, right? my God. Flip yes. Oh, my little. Lord. Oh, he's cute as can be. I could see you. Oh. Do you know what I mean? That does not but look like a studio has, apartment. Maybe he has a lot of money, but he's just like very frugal. Oh, but you wouldn't want to be with that either, right? Frugal. <laughs> okay. 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 Sorry. That's a bad word. He's really cute, though, but he's not 64. <laughs> You're right. He's 75. Yeah. If he's a day. I love that he put like 10 years younger on there. Okay, sir. Fuck right. off. I you mean, know what I'm saying? Yeah, you're too old to be lying. All right, I'm with you, actually. He's too old to be lying. He looks old, right? He, uh, older. He, but my thing is, don't you have an age limit? You can put an age limit, when, you know? Yeah, I put like 65. Oh, so he got right he on the end there. He there. just made the mm-hmm. cut. <laughs> Look. 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 <laughs> All right, look, I want to ask you two a couple of questions about stories, and then we'll get Erica in here. So thin privilege, you were kind of onto it. Now, this this actually kind of fascinates me because I feel like I've lived this a little bit. But the woman who came up with this concept owns a lingerie line and is now getting a lot of backlash. Cora Harrington is her name. Harrington explains how even if you struggle with body insecurities, there's a strong possibility that you won't experience the fat shaming that others do on a daily basis if you're a specific size. She calls it thin privilege. And she says the idea of thin privilege is you're able to walk into any clothing store and expect to see a wide range of options in your size. You are thin. Now, as you can imagine, people are giving her a lot of backlash saying you're, you know, you're comparing this to uh, white privilege. White privilege is much more serious. She continues uh, sharing examples of scenarios in which other people may be judged due to their size, such as when eating food in public or sitting on public transport. She says if you've never experienced grown or eye rolls when uh, someone sits next to you on a bus or a plane because of your size, then you're experiencing thin privilege. Do you agree with that? Not, not totally. I do have compassion and feel badly for people that experience discrimination because of their size. I've seen it on planes. I've seen yeah, it just everywhere. Down the we see it everywhere. Yeah. You know, I'm the one that's prone to like buy people a drink or do something. I, I just bought this guy. I was in this gay bar the other day um, called Nine. Have you been there? Oh, sure, sure, yeah. sure. Yeah. And this very overweight man walks in and I, and people were shaming him as he walked through. You got to really? kind of walk through everybody on the way down. And he walked all the way to the end of the bar. And I could tell he was very insecure and he was kind of sweating a little bit because the people were kind of giggling a little bit at him. Really? So I said, excuse me, to my friends. And I went down and bought the guy a drink. I was like, hey, let me buy you a drink. And he was like, oh, oh, you don't have to do that. I said, mm-mm, I'm buying you a drink tonight. It's Friday night. We're about to be Aww. on. 
And we had the best time and, you know, and it was two for one. So he got two for the price of one. But, you know, that <laughs> just that bit of kindness and compassion turned his whole night upside down. I introduced him to all my friends. That's a good point. And we had a good time. I mean, you know, we kind of drifted apart. I went upstairs. We left, you know, whatever. But yeah, but you helped. Yeah. I helped ease him into it because who knows? It could. It's hard to come into a place like that. Well, you hey, know? I mean, look, I've been almost 200 pounds. So when I was that big, I remember, you know, going to Nordstrom's. It was hard to find anything. You know, you couldn't. I was 16, 18. There weren't a lot of options. I never thought of it as, you know, now I'm I'm thinner. And I never looked at it as like a privilege type thing. She says, um, hey, you don't have to feel thin to have privilege. Thinness isn't a feeling. If other people perceive you as thin, you are thin. If you're able to walk into any clothing store and expect to see a wide range of options in your size, you are thin. So, of course, as you can imagine, in this day and age where people get outraged about whatever, um, you know, she's she's getting some backlash. But I thought that was true. You know, I mean, I really did. Like, it, it is hard when you are even not that much. I mean, I was like 60 pounds heavier, which is a lot for someone five two. But still, I mean, I couldn't find a lot of items. Yeah. I mean, it's super hard in the gay community because they're also oh, muscles. Oh, God. You know, and it's like. You know, I've talked about being gay fat before and, you know, nobody really gets it because, first of all, let me just tell you, let me back you up 15, 14 years when I used to buy all those designer clothes. I'd walk into the store, see something I like, get this in your smallest size, send it all (laughs) to the dressing room. What size the smallest you have? Zero, zero, (laughs) double zero. Whatever the smallest thing you have for a man, I'll take it. And I remember I was running that for a while and one day I went in there and like my, my, my <laughs> my le- my knee, okay? I couldn't get the pants past my knee. Okay, now you know when your knee is too big, it's a problem. And I thought, oh shit. You know, and then it just kept going up and up and up or whatever. So it, it's tough in the gay community. I mean, you oh, gotta have a Even strong self-confidence. Heightened. Oh, absolutely. In the straight community, yeah. Absolutely, because I guess, you know, average gay is considered tone straight. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. I just I could get so deep into the weeds with this, though, because like white privilege, like, okay, you can't control the color that you're born. But can you control the weight that you are? You know, I don't know. But but maybe that's still privilege. I'm not sure. Like, I got to, like, think about this whole concept and wrap my head around But control. I mean, so many things in our life we can't control that other people say that we should be able to control. You should be able to control how much money you have. You should be able to control your relationship status. You know, you should be able to control a lot of things. And I think that some things are a struggle for certain people and they haven't figured that out. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. If you're overweight. Yeah, it's really tough. I mean, when I was overweight, I was emotionally eating. I mean, I was masking depression and all that stuff and just eating my feelings away so yeah. i can imagine someone that's 200 pounds overweight you know there's there's a lot going on there and some of it might be genetics but some of it's many other things too yeah i'm checking out this cool sculpting thing with dr batar at the batar oh, cosmetic y- institute are you doing it well you know i'm thinking about it and it's like why not you know you, they freeze the fat they pinch the fat they put it in the thing and then it freezes and then over the next three months you kind of just um you Eat know it eliminate it yeah. okay it goes through the liver and um, so they say that there are no side effects, and I'm super interested in that. But, you know, hey, I mean, 
It's tough. It's tough. It is tough. It is tough. I just think it's a fascinating concept because I never heard it. How are you put keeping your way. weight off? I'm interested to know that. How are well, you keeping you it know, off? Well, you know, mindful eating is the whole concept of essentially the whole idea and premise of mindfulness is everybody has a set natural weight of what you are. And your weight fluctuates maybe, let's say, 10 pounds less, 10 pounds more. But you basically can try to fight biology, but that's really where you are. So in mm-hmm. my I'm a six eight, you know, that's what I am now. But in my mind, when I was dieting and yo-yo dieting, I wanted to be a size four. My life was not going to be good until I was a size four. So mindfulness gets you past that. Are you going to live your life every day thinking about food and how miserable you are because you don't fit into a certain gene size? Or are you going to be a 6'8", which, hey, is great, and enjoy your life? Some people are naturally a size 10, 12. That's just who they are. Now, the premise of mindful eating, though, is that all of us have issues with food because unlike drugs and alcohol, you can live without drugs or alcohol, but you can't live without food. You have to find a way to manage it. So mindfulness is all about the check-in of what does my body want and why am I really eating? Because the whole premise is if you're eating, anytime you're eating when you're not hungry, something's going on. But don't you think you're hungry? You're craving something. Well, but you become aware, like if you really listen to your body, you know when you're hungry probably because you've always been naturally thin or you know you've you've been in a weight range yeah you probably your stomach growls you feel lethargic you might get a little headache maybe your eyes ache there's some natural signs mm-hmm. a lot of us override that who are really overweight because we're eating for other reasons we're stressed at work we have a partner we don't love we have a job we hate our kids are difficult so mindfulness makes you stop and go mm-hmm. why am i eating when i'm not hungry mm-hmm. what's really going on and then if you can begin to pause and do something else, go for a little walk, think about something, or even just become aware that you're eating. Eventually, the idea is your body will bring you back to a natural weight. That's really interesting because I think I'm on the verge of mindful eating. Because yes, like last you're already night, there. For instance, like last night, but it's so social to me. Do you hear that? That is the sound of the brand new and delicious You Natural Conception for Her in their juicy strawberry gummy flavor. Oh my, this is now my favorite thing to take. It's a fertility aid. If you haven't heard about them, they are unbelievable with thousands of five-star reviews on Amazon. Go and read them for yourself. And they're famous for their conception for her and conception for him formula, which Schman, my hubby, has been taking for over a month because it takes two to tango. Conception for her fertility aid is a well-researched baby. They have ingredients like ashkawanda, zinc, magnesium that can help you on that journey to have a healthy baby. So what are you waiting for? Go and order now. You're going to love it, and I want to hear from you. Check out You Natural on Amazon and use code FRASER20 for 20% off Conception for Her, Conception for Him, and the Conception Bundle. That's EU Natural on Amazon, or follow the link on our website for 20% off Conception for Her, Conception for Him, and the Conception Bundle with the promo code Fraser 20. That's F R A S E R. The number's 20. 10 years ago, I lost 60 pounds mindful eating, and today I have kept the weight off. I never think about food. I never count calories. Honey, I don't even use one of those darn trackers or apps. I live with food freedom, and I want that for you if you are ready and you want it. And that's where my optimal body comes into play. Visit myoptimalbody.com to request an appointment and be sure to let them know that the Sarah Fraser Show sent you so you can qualify for a free personalized assessment plus a bonus free 30-day supply 
of their gut repair product when you sign up for a customized plan. That is myoptimalbody.com to request an appointment. Why I wanted to partner with Dr. Applin is because he is a doctor that gets to the cellular and gut reason of why you can't lose weight and keep it off. They also work with your mental capacity as well. So many of us are emotional eaters. They address that and their clients see long-term success. If you are ready to lose weight, keep it off, and you don't want to do crazy Ozempic, myoptimalbody.com and tell them the Sarah Fraser Show sent you. Hero Breads. Oh my gosh. Chef's kiss. Do you love carbs? I'm obsessed. Give me a croissant. Give me a tortilla, baby, every day, slathered with some hummus. Yes, please. And then a lot of veggies, a little turkey burger in it. Okay. Um, That's my own proprietary sandwich. Thanks. (laughs) Hero Breads right now offering 10% off. Go to hero.com. Co. Enter the promo code TSFS. You are getting 10% off. Now, Hero Bread is so delicious and flavorful, soft, fluffy. In fact, so fluffy that KJ loves it slathered with butter and cinnamon every day. They're known for their products to have zero to one grams of net carbs, zero sugar, and high in fiber. So what are you waiting for? Don't give up being a breadhead. Hero Bread is offering 10% off your order. Go to hero.co and use the code TSFS at checkout. That's TSFS at H-E-R-O dot C-O. How ironic. I love this. Got a new podcast for you to listen to. Yes, I do. It's the Dr. John Delaney Show. Schman and I were actually playing a clip from Dr. John's podcast because he was doing the topic of are youth travel sports ruining families? Well, Dr. John Delaney has over 20 years of sitting with families and dealing with hurting people and mental health issues. He has a PhD in counseling. Delaney walks alongside real people as they navigate tough decisions. And this is actually something that I really enjoy about his show. It's caller driven. I feel like I'm going to have to get a collar-driven show, Dr. John. I love this. Anyway, listen to the Dr. John Delaney Show wherever you get your podcasts, or you can follow the link in the description of this podcast episode. I always make it very, very easy to find my sponsors and people that I partner with. So start downloading and listening today to the Dr. John Delaney Podcast. Enjoy. Want your life back? Order Hungry Root. It's actually as simple as that. Truly, Hungry Root is the best meal kit service I have ever worked with because they have meals that take 12 minutes. Guys, if you are a busy mom like I am, KJ now just started swim lessons. And on the night that he has swim lessons, we're not home until six. I'm trying to make dinner, trying to get him rested and down for bedtime. When I see that number 12, and I know in 12 minutes I can have a healthy meal, I'm turned on. All right? (laughs) You will be too. Hungry Roots website, so easy to use as well. You just go, you can type in a type of cuisine or if you like chicken, or you can do preset where you tell them you're vegetarian, keto, or you're a meat lover. Right now, get 40% off. My listeners are getting 40% off your first delivery and free veggies for life. Just go to HungryRoot.com slash TSFS and get 40% off your first delivery and get your free veggies. That's HungryRoot.com slash TSFS. Don't forget to use my link so they know who sent you and get 40% off right now and free veggies for life. Last night, I, I'd had brunch in the day, and then I'd popped around to a few places. And then it was about 9 o'clock, and I decided, oh, I'm going to go out and have, I want a nice piece of fish. Like, I just Ooh. wanted a beautiful piece of fish and, like, nice vegetables. So I got up and got my shoes. It was 9 o'clock. I should have carried my ass to the bed. 
What's wrong with me? I got up, put my jeans on, and laced up my <laughs> shoes, and went out in the rain to get me that piece of fish. Now, what was making me do all go through all those changes? Well, do you eat on a normal routine? Like, I can tell you right now, I no longer snack, right? I did all these crazy diets, eat six meals a day, and protein, and no carbs after five. You get rid of all that bullshit. You you eat when you're hungry. You stop when you're somewhat full, not when you're overly full. But you also get your body in a routine. I eat breakfast, lunch, dinner. I never miss and I don't snack in between because I know if I don't eat dinner, come nine o'clock, I'm with you. Yeah. I'm getting the shoes on. I'm going down and I'm ordering the pizza, the fish, the whole thing. So did yeah. you eat earlier in the day? Well, I do want to share one other thing. <laughs> <laughs> I had to back you up this Saturday because the craziest <laughs> shit happened to me and the people are going to want to know this and I've got to get this off my chest because as I told you, this is therapy, at least until politics starts on a regular basis. If what are you going to do? <laughs> I'm just going to tell all those people to, over there. Um, <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> but anyway, I'm done with you. I still have some stuff for you. Okay. So there's this guy that I've been hanging out with, all right? Um, he is figuring himself out. You know what I mean? Okay, Whatever. sure. But he was dating meaning this girl. Sexually sexually. Meaning sexually? Okay. Dating this girl, he broke up with the girl. I don't know much about those details. So we're supposed to meet on Saturday for lunch. Okay? We go, I go to meet him and I'm meeting him at this restaurant and he texts and says, um, oh, my girlfriend that I had broken up with is going to meet us for lunch. Like, no biggie. We're just all going to have lunch. So get... No, first he says, get three bar stools. Okay. And I said, who's the third? And then he goes into all that. Oh, boy. And so I'm like walking up to the restaurant and I'm like, what the fuck? My Saturday. You think you get my Saturday? You think you and your ex-girlfriend get my Saturday? Okay, I can kind of see that. Yeah, that's kind I of odd. I only have a, a, four Saturdays a month. You think you get one? Yeah. Why do you get one of my Saturdays? You let me make the decision. So I don't know if this is petty or not, but I, I reach for the door, take my hand back. Call my friend Rob. I'm like, then I went to emotional eating. I'm like, I'm coming to your house. What are you doing? He says, I'm making a pot of spaghetti. I said, I'm coming. I went to Popeye's Chicken on 14th Street. I got 30 pieces of chicken. Really? 30? 30. There was, for $20, you get a 10 piece with five biscuits and two sides. I got 30 pieces of chicken and 15 biscuits. For who? I carried, well, there were two guys already at Rob's house. Me and Rob. Okay. And two and other guys. Okay. Yeah. I wanted to eat my way through that chicken and think about why I find myself going to lunch with a guy that I'm seeing and his girlfriend. I get you. Oh. I get you. So I ate my way through it. I get you. Yeah. We popped it. We had a you weed gotta cookie. You got to go. And, and we just, you know. You're having a weed cookie? <laughs> we, I ate a whole weed cookie. I was high for like two days. I just got right this morning. <laughs> what? <laughs> I just got myself together. Do, oh my God, that sounds There's like... There's so many lives in here. It's too many. I think I'm living three people's lives. <laughs> maybe I'm schizophrenic. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I think so. Oh my God, why don't comment from AJ? <laughs> AJ's like, okay, what? I don't know. So that's my weekend. So. All right, look, we got to get Eric on. <laughs> you are, this podcast, I don't, which one is going to show up? This is going to be great. You've got three different hosts. No, it's all me. Trust me. It's, <laughs> there's just one, but he's doing too much. The one is You're just on doing the verge. You are on the verge for sure. 
of of mindful eating. Yeah. Because okay. my mindful eating therapist would be like, that's a red flag. Something's going on. You oh, are. Yeah. You're too Something's busy. Something's definitely going on. Uh, Erica Pierce is coming in really quickly, though. There is a change.org petition in Egypt, Alexandria, Egypt. A construction dig uncovered a sarcophagus filled with mummies. Uh, the bones have been mummified, of course, for thousands of years. And now 9,000 signatures are uh, people who want to drink the skeleton juice um, in an effort to preserve their own bones and structure. Do you have any desire to do this? People believe this could be the fountain of youth because the bones were so well preserved. I'm thinking there's a lot of other things like, oh, I don't know, maybe that it was like sealed, you know. I, I don't who, think anybody would do it. First of all, it doesn't seem 9,000 people it might want to drink you. the juice. It might I'd say you. let them drink it. Eh, well, Cursed mummy water. They want to drink it so badly. Cursed Changed. mummy water. That's what they, yeah, because these people were killed. I don't even know. Oh, my God. Now it has 18,733 signatures. We need to drink the red liquid from the cursed dark sarcophagus in the form of some sort of carbonated energy drink so we can assume its powers and finally die. That's what people want. And finally, oh, oh, they want to kill themselves. They want to, well, potentially die. They could potentially die. Well, let's just, God bless them. Oh, my God. I just think this is amazing. Okay, people really want to do. I mean, we don't have enough to do. You're too busy to drink this water. I mean, other people need a life. (laughs) Erica Pierce is here. Erica! Erica! So look, you're having me. You're the author of the Millennials Playbook to Adulting. Tell us what the book is. A lot of millennials listen to this show. So the book is actionable advice on how to figure out adulting. (laughs) So, I mean, which I know we're all still trying to figure out how to be a great adult no matter what age you are. But sure. this book just takes you through just my experiences, my recommendations, my tips um, on everything from establishing a personal brand to um, how to get a job, how to keep a job, um, getting your finances together, networking, all of those things. So, so I, okay, tell me, like, tell us why this concept really came about. Because in some ways, it's like, why are millennials having such a hard time with us? So where'd you get the concept? Well, so I'm an Xennial, kind of what you were talking about earlier. And I think you might be one too, Sarah. Xennial? <laughs> I was born okay, in 82. So, and I didn't make it up. I promise it's a real term. It's, it's legit. When do they say millennials? When, do, when were yeah, they Yeah, what's the age range? Millennials are 1981 through 96. Oh, oh well, then I was so, born in 82. Yeah. So I'm in Oh, the, yeah, you are. Yeah. What's right before that? Generation X. Oh, X is from yep. what to what? That is, um, hold on, I have my little notes. <laughs> yeah, take you know, Hey, believe me. That's between 38 and 53. Oh, yeah, I'm on the low side of that, okay, girl. Okay, okay. You know. Very low. Very, extremely low. In extremely. Fact, some, uh, you know what? AJ, <laughs> I caught that eye. That was a very judgmental eye. <laughs> Go ahead. And so I, I was born in 80, so okay. I'm an exennial, so right between millennial and, and Generation X. So I kind of okay. consider myself a, a big sister. Like, I remember playing Oregon Trail. Yes. <laughs> but also, I, you know, am addicted to my cell phone. It's like a, a pacemaker. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, we can relate. Yeah. So you know. So so my my um, book is really is is from that sort of big sister perspective. It's not preachy, but it's really just here are just you know some stories. I try to be very transparent. I use quotes from everyone from Jay Z to Benjamin Franklin in it. So just trying to you know take some topics that are not always fun but are relevant because we gotta we gotta figure out how to adult. Yeah. So what is the biggest struggle that millennials have? Is it keeping the job? I mean, we hear all the time we're in like the best economy ever, that there's tons of jobs. So what is... Who some... you hear that from? <laughs> our, our president. <laughs> your right, favorite right, president. Right, right, right. As he likes to say of right. himself. Uh, yeah, I mean, who knows? Actually, you know. Well, 
Millennials, I mean, the, the generation just grew up very differently than other generations. They've been coddled a lot by their family. Yeah. That's why they don't want to move out of their houses. Um, I'm shocked that millennials don't like to drive all the time. All those types of things. They're just because used of Uber to, and Well, Lyft? because of Uber. Yeah. So, But things that we associate with independence. I mean, sure. you still want to have your license so that if you need to go somewhere, you can get into Absolutely. that car and get out of here. Right. right. And so there are just there's so many things that they've experienced a little bit differently than other generations that has taken them, um, I would say, just a little bit more time to to figure out how to be independent, how to be adults. Um, social media plays a huge factor into it. You know, millennials are, are very transparent with their lives. Yeah, which can be you know okay, but especially as you enter the workforce and you know you start to have to have a professional identity. You know, you can't be popping bottles, you know, on your Instagram when it's you know free for everyone to see and expect that your employer may not take a look at that and have a perspective and have a view about you. So you have to consider all those things on, you know, what is meant for public consumption and then what's really meant for just, you know, your your really your professional brand that you're trying to project. So it's it's fascinating because everything you're describing, like, oh my God, this is embarrassing, but this is me. Like I, I've probably shared this, but I never stayed away from my parents until I was in eighth grade. Like I finally <laughs> no, you know, <laughs> Yeah. You're like, oh my God, Jesus Christ. I need another edition of this book. No, I really did. And my mom, both of my parents were always telling us, you can be anything you want, you can do anything yeah. you want. And I'm sure they had the greatest intentions, but you know, I now know a lot of other kids that the parents told them that. And it's a real shock when you get out in the real world and you're like, oh my God, you know, everything is like exponentially harder right. than you think. Right. So like, what do you think? Do you think millennials mentally are having a really hard time? Yeah, so it goes back to everyone gets a trophy. I mean, it's that mentality. Yeah. You've been told that we're all equal. We're, we're not all equal. <laughs> you know, right, some people definitely. are going to be better at things than others. And though, you know, you can, I do believe that if you have a strategy and you have focus, you can do, you know, accomplish what you want yep. to put in front of you. But you also have to be realistic. Like everyone is not going to be LeBron James and Beyonce, mm-hmm. you know, and, yeah. and things like that. But sometimes that mentality is there. And, and a lot of times millennials, they get a bad rap for at jobs they show up on the first day and they want to be the boss like sure. okay I'm leaving at uh, 3 o'clock because I have <laughs> you know right. to get to happy hour and it's like their second day and so it's those types of perspectives I mean I think the difference is, is that older generations um, they really have had this mantra in their in their head that I've put in the work but I think putting in the work has a different definition now so I believe millennials are really good at working more efficiently ah. and they just have to communicate that to other generations and other generations have to understand that as well. So just because you've you know been here all day and all night doesn't mean that you are, you're yeah. doing something better than you know the oh, other. Oh, that's really yeah. good. Yeah. Now, do you think the term millennial, in a way, in and of itself, kind of holds some people back because they, they kind of use it as a oh, I'm a millennial. AKA, I don't have to grow up right now. AKA, I can go get drunk and act the fool. AKA, I can sleep with 10 people at once. I'm a millennial. Like, I hear that a lot. And I'm like, okay, but um, you have to collect social security. <laughs> right, right, right. right. So, I'm a millennial. Right. Yeah, I mean, the, the thing about it is, is that the media has really um, transformed the word millennial yeah. into, you know, I mean, kind of to what you're, it has a, has a negative connotation. I mean, so many people want to say, um, you know, oh, I'm not a millennial, you know, because it's seen as such a negative thing. Like, you know, you're lazy, you're entitled, you're just tech obsessed, those types of things. So, yeah, some people do use it as a crutch, I, I think. But I uh, but I also believe that um, millennials also should really be making sure that you don't let the 
the way the media is defining the term define you. So, yeah. you know, millennials are innovative. I mean, mm. look at all the things that they're doing out right now. Look at no. all these millennial billionaires. I mean, yeah, look Mark Zuckerberg. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, so many. Right. What's the first right. step to becoming an adult if you're finding yourself struggling with, you know, breaking out. So I believe that you really want to have a, a, a strategy, a plan. You know, I often tell people sometimes you'll spend more time planning the perfect vacation than you will planning out what your next steps are in life. And so you really want to take some time to think. Like I, I really try to take one hour each week to just think, turn off my Ooh, phone, shut good. down my computer and just like think shit out. You know, mm-hmm. like what do I want to happen this week? Who are the people that I haven't talked to that I want to, you know, network with this week. What things have I been procrastinating that I that I need to right. follow up and do? And really, I, I like to think on paper. Maybe that's the non-millennial in me. But sure. I believe taking time to do that is one of the first steps to becoming an, an adult. I mean, we all look love to have a good time and to just, you know, be present and that kind of thing. But in order to take those next steps and transition into adulting, you really have to plan some things out in, in your head or put them on your phone in the notes, something mm. like that. Just taking time to actually process what's next for your life. Next. Oh my God. I mean, look, I you have so many great tips, by the way. You also say No New Friends is a yeah. rap song. It's and just not... a rap song by Drake. That's all it is. So what does that I agree. What does that mean? What does that mean? You well, say, because, be you open. Know, yeah, exactly. Right? Be open to, to meeting new people, to okay. networking, to just broadening your horizons. You know, I meet so many people um, and I've made so many new friends over the course of, uh, of my life that I wouldn't be doing any half the things I would be doing or going half the places or experiencing half the things. You can't just stay and hang out with all of the people that you have known your whole entire life and let your circle stay like that. Have different people around you. You don't even expose. live that much. No, exactly. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I'm from a small town in Louisiana and every time I go back home, all my friends are like, oh my God, don't you wish that you know you lived here and we could like go to the high school Football game on Fridays, like oh, no, negative. Oh, right. <laughs> no, actually, I don't. No, I actually don't at all. You know, it's fun for like those two days, and I'm home. You know, sure. but but no, you know. And what, I, what do you think? I mean, because I really think you know Leslie and AJ who work on this podcast are millennials, and I think what millennials have given to the workplace is like I love this whole movement of Me Too. I think there's yeah. such a heightened awareness thanks to millennials of a kindness in the workplace that I think in older generation has gotten away with and a lot of women have accepted of like it's fine that men yell at you it's fine that these you know bosses lose their shit you know in the office and of course everybody is entitled to a bad moment but that should be rare and I I think what are some of the positive things that millennials bring because I love watching these two women they're so assertive you know at a young age they do tell you I can do this I can do that you know when I started it was like I just walked in like I was the dish rag you know for all these places (laughs) yeah and I don't think that's a good thing. I, 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 I think you're right about that. I think, you know, they were saying this during the um, during the election, right, of how that's why a lot of millennial women, young women didn't support Hillary Clinton, because this whole notion of a woman can be president seems very normal to them, you know, right. and that didn't seem like a, a huge deal. It didn't seem like, you know, ah. a glass ceiling was being broken because we see women in so many powerful positions now. So we don't feel millennial women don't feel as intimidated as, you know, um, by men in the workplace that, you know, older generations have. So I think also millennials, you know, they're again, the power of social media. Yeah. Because it's not like, oh, I was in the copy room and I got 
cornered by my boss and you know yeah. rubbing up my leg it's like no I have um, <laughs> yeah. seats to mm-hmm. show you know mm-hmm. what happened and so I think that is empowering in so, in so many ways and so I, I just think the be- ability to be more transparent to feel confident all of those things are something things that millennials are doing very very well oh, what I kind of millennial that. should be buying this book yeah everyone we got things to sell Paul <laughs> What? You got to keep the what? The lights on you, in this If you know a millennial, if you see a millennial, everyone should buy the book, I not just it. millennials. So. Oh, my God. The yeah. Men and yeah. women, huh? men, Oh, men That's and women great. for sure. Fantastic. Yeah, absolutely. And it covers, there's a lot of career advice in here, but um, it also covers things such as finances. It covers um, mental and um, physical wellness. I think also that the mental wellness thing is, is really important to me um, because I think as you become an adult, it can be so overwhelming. Again, when you factor in social media and everyone is look living their best life, you know, yeah. Instagram and which is all yeah. fake, but that, yeah, <laughs> it, oh, it's, it's all it's fake. It's not really but, all fake. I think it's part of their life because you know one thing I think about it because I hear people say that all the time, and I think to myself like, okay, who wants to see you? You know, <laughs> right, you right. in your lowest moment, <laughs> and we all have them. You know, am I doing the right thing in life? No, I'm kind of lonely. Who the fuck? I mean, when people overshare about things like that, like I, I follow Bethany Frankel. Yeah. And like her dog was having a seizure and she's like, what do I do? What do I do? And you know, I'm a dog lover and I'm just like, oh, okay, well, I don't know. It's a bit of an overshare. So I saw it that night too when it happened and our, my dog looks just like her dog yeah. and I was like, oh my God, too much, too much. Like, I don't yeah, want to see that. Yeah, she got a lot yeah, of heat for that. Yeah, she really yeah, did. Yeah, yeah. I just yeah. think that, you know, I, I, what, look, becoming a businesswoman was really challenging. When you scroll through and you search the entrepreneur hashtag, for the most right. part, it's like, oh, my business is bawling. But that's not really the reality of it. It takes, I, you know, what I drives me crazy is like in working with this business and then getting behind the scenes, you find out a lot of companies don't have the bankroll and all this stuff that they present. Right. That's the crap that drives me crazy is like, if you don't really have it to be on social media being like, oh, this is, you know, our business is like flourishing, all this stuff. I get the whole fake it till you make it, but then it's like, it's not but really is it true real. that more people buy from a company that seems successful than somebody that's saying that they're, you know, totally well, struggling? I'm sure that probably is true. I just, you don't have to put like, okay, I only have like $5 out there. But I think it's important for people to scroll through social media and realize you're only going to get the best representative. You're not getting Social media is marketing. I mean, you're marketing your life. Even if it's your personal page, you're marketing your life. It's a business. They're marketing their business. They're not going to say, look, you know, we're about to go bankrupt tomorrow. So (laughs) come get it, you know, come get it today. So that's just, you know, I think people just have to accept it for what it is. And if you do accept it for what it is and not let it overwhelm you that's when the problems and start. don't compare yourself to the next person yeah yeah that's and, true and sometimes turn it off i mean turn yeah. the social media take a social media detox sometimes that's important and i think with millennials they're the first generation that is really living two different lives they have a social media life yes. and then they have a real life and people think that that's you know not a big deal, but honestly, it can have huge ramifications on you mentally, psychologically, mo- emotionally. And so I talk about some of those things just in, in the book, too, because that's part of adulting yeah. as well. Do you address the epidemic of vocal fry? Oh, my <laughs> God. So, hello, I'm calling for this job interview. Yeah. <laughs> Do I have to show up on Monday, like as in Monday? 
Do you address it? Like, oh honestly, God. God, I've heard. It's, you know what I'm so talking about? Yes. It's so funny. So I just did a post the other day. It was like someone post um, texting their boss like, hi, I just wanted to make sure that um, we were on for tomorrow. And it's like the boss says, yes, you don't have to text me every day. You come to work Monday through Friday. <laughs> right. We're still on. <laughs> but I'm still on. Yes, that's a full time job. Monday through Friday. Oh, my God. You got to do an etiquette but, thing on yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I also just talk about, you know, you have to um, exude being an adult. And I think mm-hmm. that's when. And, you know, that all comes from the way, honestly, I talk about appearance and there is a whole chapter about oh, appearance. Good. So I say appearance really does matter. Don't let anyone else tell you differently because the way you show up for work, um, I, you know, I, I never will say, I, no one can tell me, you know, what to dress, how to dress, that kind of thing. But don't let it be a distraction from who you are. Absolutely. And that's what people don't always I'll say. Realize. I agree with you completely. RuPaul just did an interview with Oprah. Did you see it? Mm-mm, no, I haven't seen oh, it. Oh, he did a wonderful interview with Oprah. And he said she complimented him on his suit because Gail was on the same plane as RuPaul going somewhere. And he said, you know, I tell a lot of little, the little young kids, like the, the young guys, he's like, you know, if you wore a suit, you'd make more money. Yeah. Because it changes the way you move through the world. It changes the yes. way people perceive you. Yes, right there. It's it's wonderful. Oh, that's wonderful. really that's a good suit, too. That's yeah. a good yeah. suit, RuPaul. Yes. Yeah, so I, I agree. Yeah. Well, I even say, even, for example, when you're doing a phone interview, Put, put something nice on while you do the interview because if you're in a, if you're just you know you have to be in a full suit but if you feel professional mm-hmm. it, that's going to come off to the person you're talk to you're talking to on the other side and so that's what you know I try to give those types again those the actionable advice about how to approach those different types of situations because I, I'm just tired of people complaining about millennials mm-hmm. yeah. but not really trying to offer any solutions and so would, that's that's, that's the whole point of the book one other one last thing that I think millennials it. need to know is they need to know how to meet people for the first time, you know, because they come out of college and they're used to going to the bar. And, hey, so, you know, what fraternity are you in? Mm-hmm. What sort are you in? You know, in the real world, they say, well, hi, hi, what do you do? You know, and the other day I was on this rooftop with my friend Maggie O'Neill. She's like a top artist in D.C., but she's known all throughout the United States and in other parts of the world. She's a very successful artist and designer. And these two millennial chicks came up and one of them knows a mutual friend. They work at the same firm. And the one girl's like, oh, so, I mean, is your firm just like a little local, like a little local thing? Like, because my friend is at like Gary, she said it's like a big, big firm. Like, so like, is it just like a little DC thing? And I'm thinking to myself, so I told the girl, I said, stop and Google, sit down somewhere. Mm -hmm. Ain't nobody gonna go through all that with you. right now you know yeah be aware yes how to introduce yourself to people and say you don't need to know what this person does the first second you meet them right right no i mean i think that that's honestly i i hate that because you get that a lot in dc and so i make a point of just talk to me you know yeah you know make eye contact make eye contact yeah that's um find out what you have in common and you know it doesn't have to be leading with you know necessarily what you do because then also feels like you're trying to dissect the person right you know so I, I think that that's, that's it's not really like key. you're trying to, you know, Google some 75 year old. Well, that's man I was going to read. That, that was my next comment. <laughs> Unless you're trying to, you know, <laughs> dissect know. what the bottom line is, is, is there. So. Uh, do you agree with the, the university in Bath uh, in England getting rid of as you know? Do you think that's uh, too sensitive or not? I think it's overly sensitive. Me too. I mean, I think sometimes, you know, it, it's funny. Andy Cohen has this um, segment on his show called Are We Outraged, where they just talk about like BS stuff that people. People mm-hmm. get outraged over, and yeah, that, I mean that's just silly, isn't it? I, I mean, and I what are they going to do if you say it? Right, right. Do you get like <laughs> trouble? Well, I think it's one of those things where the professors are trying not to do it, so no student feels like you know that they're. 
I not think, included. I think, I think we live in a place right now where we overthink so many yes. things. And so, you know, if I have to be banned from saying uh, just a, you know, regular phrase, that's come on. Is that what I'm here for? Right. Uh, the book is called The Millennials Playbook to Adulting by Erica Pierce. You have an event Thursday. What is it? Yes, the 26th? Had, yes, Tell I'm, us about that. I'm having an event this Thursday from 6 to 8. It's a happy hour book event um, at Half Smoke on in D.C. Okay. Right on Florida Avenue in Georgia. And um, it's just going to be a fun event where we have some cocktails and we have a little bit of Q&A about the book. And um, and yeah, and the book, I'll have the book there for sale as, as well during the event. I but. love this. Podcasts are also great for learning more about your professional field yeah tune into yeah. ours politics <laughs> and hate phrase you learn so much just being here and i agree with paul we're not taking no 75 year old man living in a oh. studio <laughs> maybe he's got a lot of money and he's frugal oh. Look, and I'm like, why is he living in a studio? What is going it's on? It's rented in the Hamptons, right? For the that's even you're you're digging a deeper hole, Sarah. <laughs> Sorry, where's all my stuff gonna go? I'm like, oh, you got a trailer? Well, you know, single or double? Yes. A double? That sounds great. You know, okay. <laughs> uh, Erica Pierce, where can people buy the book? Where can people you follow can you? Buy the book on Amazon, and please buy the book, review the book, um, and then my um, my okay. social is um, the Millennials Playbook on IG and the. The millennial PB on Twitter. Sorry that they don't match, but you can't have as many characters on Twitter. Love it. Oh, here we, well, yeah, we are going to no problem. I can't wait to read it. Yeah, it and send people yes, to your book signing. Yes. Thank you so much. Yes, thank what you for pleasure. having me. Thank You're you. awesome. Thanks for being here. Uh, everybody, follow Paul Wharton. It's Paul Wharton Style on Instagram. At Paul Wharton on Twitter. I'm Ooh. at Hey Frage everywhere. Bye, everybody. We love bye, you. Guys. Bye, bye, bye.